0: So it was a really big uh, fight in the family at that time because my father couldn't accept all the potential I had. And I messed up in school and messed up in football. From the shy guy of Sens, I transferred to a guy who was able to attract a large amount of people in front of me. No, not at all. This is what I'm doing now. Even like now I'm I'm realizing in a way it was impossible to think. So if you have to take one on one, someone call out now, who is going to be?
1: If I go one V one against anybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Call out.
1: I'll go against. Guys, welcome back to the So Close So Var podcast powered by the YFL. I'm your host Sohel Var with my co-hosts Josh and Ben. And today we got an exciting episode. We are here with arguably the most popular street football player, street freestyler. He started an insane movement. He is two-time world champion, freestyle world champion, and he is the CEO of Urban Ball. Also, the man behind... The urban fight ball vision which we're going to be talking about today cn garnier welcome to the podcast now
0: thank you everybody to have me it's super a pleasure to talk about oh, the all these pleasure all yeah. hours trust me <laughs> thank you
2: <laughs> now honestly when we think football freestyle i think your name is at the forefront of everyone's minds as well you created as sohail mentioned a, yeah. a whole movement and talked a little bit off air about the social media side of things as well which we'll cover later on but honestly i think in my mind you're by far and away like the most high profile freestyle footballer so thank you so uh honestly it's a pleasure having on. i'm
1: I'm also excited to talk about the evolution of all that because a couple days ago we did some 1v1 for the urban fight ball and he's still got the skills by the way i don't don't doubt that for a second you know Uh. you don't lose it the stamina stamina as well (laughs) (laughs) we
0: were playing one-on-one it was super fun to like still exchange with people who play football in different way. Mm. Sure. I still enjoy it, basically.
1: And we were talking about how it doesn't matter what skill level you're at, what style of football you're at. If you're a football player, if you're a futsal player, if you're a freestyler, it's a game for everybody. So that's something we're going to talk about today. But it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun playing that 1v1. Yeah,
0: it's like uh, I used to play that game like when I was kids, basically. Yeah. And it was always a great way to interact with the other kids, even though we are not from the same place. So I always use that kind of game to
1: basically connect with people. That's cool. So we're going to talk about all that today, but I think let's start. Let's start way from back the beginning, I was thinking. So right?
2: we just mentioned now. So I think this is episode number six and a third of our guests. So we had Bakri Sanya on before. And it's created to think that you guys are actually from the same part of France. So It's not a very, very big area of France. It's Sons. And yes. what I looked up before is about 27,000 people in Sons. So how... Did you make it let's say how did it all start how how did football influence or your, your life let's say uh
0: it's basically my father was a huge football fan since uh, kids i understand if you are good with the ball you can impress people around you that's i think why football is so popular it's not because it's a fun game it's you realize like why the ball the ball has a social power basically so i understand that really quickly with my father with my family with my friends and I was trying to be the guy who's be able to be recognizable with the ball. Then the only place you can play football is in the club and in the football field. Right? Sure. So that's how I start. Then I understand quickly. I had some ability. I was a goalkeeper.
2: No way. Uh, Goal- yes, really? Keeper. Yes.
0: Because my father was a wow. goalkeeper. Ah, right. And you know, when you are a kid, there is two things you train. You train game and penalty. Sure. So when you are a goalkeeper and you know how to save the penalty, you become the hero. So I understand that. So I, I, was a good goalkeeper, but after a while, like when I arrived six to like seven to eight years old, I see it was boring to be at the goalie because my team was really good. Yeah. Okay. Your skills were we wasted. Huh?
2: Your skills were wasted. in goal. Yes.
0: I was, yeah. I didn't know what skill I had. Of course I was playing at, at school. I was playing everywhere. So I was good with the ball. It's not because you play goalkeeper then you are not good with the ball or you are not a good player. It's Mm -hmm. just a position you play for like uh, one hour only, you know? Sure. So yeah, I see, I asked my father if I can go out of the goalkeeper. I didn't want. So for one year, I was stuck and at the end of the year, I asked my trainer, I have to go out, you know, at the training, I score all the time, you know, you have to put me out. And he was super scared to put me out of the goalie because my father would say something and by chance, he was not there at the game. (laughs) No way. So he put me and I score maybe 10 goals or something like that. Then he say, okay, next week you go to the uh, over category yeah then my father found out he was mad but he came and he saw me play, playing good then he accepts then it start like that at the age of 11 my cousin went to um, a camp uh, out uh, in a different city of france super far i never went out of my city mm-hmm. and i asked my mother if she could bring me there and she couldn't. But my nanny, when I, when I was kids had uh, a special car to travel everywhere in France and she proposed to (laughs) go with me to this camp. She came, she, she bring me to this camp. And after one day there is like a, a guy who came to me and say, what do you play? I said, like, I play in sounds like near Auxerre." and say, okay, what do you want to do? I want to be a football player. Okay. We will go at Auxerre tomorrow. They call uh, Auxerre. And they managed to have me a trial,
2: just like that. So just quick. like
0: that, I didn't even know. My dream was to be a football player, but yeah. I didn't know how to do. I just was playing every time, everywhere with the ball. They called me Captain uh, Subasa. You know, I always had the ball with me 24 hours. That was basically what I was doing. It yeah. doesn't matter if I was doing goalkeeper penalty was. I just was playing like that. Then uh, I went to Auxerre, and I did this trial. We play like one game. I scored three goals, and that's it. It started like that for me to be a football player.
2: So you were with Auxerre full time then?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I went at Auxerre Academy at twelve.
2: Okay.
0: I met Bakary actually when he was thirteen. I knew him before because he was playing for Sens. I was playing for Paron, which is like a small city, okay. uh, just near Sens, right? So I know him. He was really good. Then uh, we went together at the we call that the interna. It's like um, it's not really like the full academy. It's like the player who come from the near city of Auxerre you go to this place and player who come like really far, they go to the a- ah, academy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so there is a big rivality between those two entities. <laughs> we all play for the same club, but there is different way to sleep and to have your uh, journey organized, basically. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was not really agree with that way because I, fo- I felt like it was not fair because my city is just near to not have the best treatment. So I choose, uh, changed the club for three after like uh, two years. And in trois, I basically end up to have a uh, big beef with the coach because the way he was, was uh, too much. Uh, it was too much. He think, you know, football was him and I didn't accept that. And I didn't have the big character to be honest. I was a bit shy, but for some t- certain decision, I knew how to stand. And yeah. uh, I didn't really accept. So it was terrible for me. This, uh, you
2: know, always best for yourself.
0: Yes. And uh, I got also some injury at that time. And he used that as an excuse to put me away a little bit. Hmm. But I keep doing till I reached like 18 to 19 years old. I still working with the professional team sometimes. So I was not like the top guy in my category, but I was training with the pro, So I could maybe see a possibility to be pro. Then at the age of yeah, 18, I broke my ankle for the third time. Uh. And that was like the moment where the club come to me and say, we cannot really count on you if you, da- you have that amount of injury. Because every time I had like really not like one major injury who stopped me, it's like basically a uh, injury I had since I was 12. Because after that, I realized I had the inflammation chronicle problem, which is was cure with the science we have now. But back then it was like, oh, you have uh, pain. You just have to rest, which is the, the worst thing. Yeah, exactly. Then I decided to come back to my parents and my parents work for um, uh, a company. But I don't know, in France, we say uh, they work at, at the usine. It's like, you know, they do the typical 7 to 5 Ah, p.m., you know, it's a bit tough to work, you know, it's a bit repetitive. And the worst thing they want me to not do is to go to work for that place. And what's end up, I came to work for that place. So it was a really big uh, fight in the family at that time because my father couldn't accept all the potential I had. And I messed up in school and messed up in football just because Mm -hmm. I didn't find myself in a way. Then at that time I decided to go to Paris and uh, actually the way I go to Paris, I was playing for Sens just in the, in the time to find another club. And we had the game in, in Paris uh, against another club and uh, you know, the coach didn't use me and uh, I was mad. So I stayed in Paris. The club le- came back to Sens, and me, I stayed in Paris and when I stayed in Paris, I, uh, I, you know, I was searching for stuff to do for two, three days and, uh, you know, I found an opportunity. I found people playing on the street. I found dancers dancer doing street shows and basically the, the vibes of Paris inspired me and I found maybe six months after how to do freestyle basically.
2: Cause it's a, a very freestyle. creative area of, of France. Wouldn't you say it's almost like the, the hub of, of the youth as well. Um, you said your career kind of well the, your playing career kind of got cut short with injuries and your ankle injuries how far do you think you could have got in the professional game had it not been for those injuries
0: no i think your destiny is like that yeah because you cannot assume like oh if i will not be i, I think um, there is different elements who who play that 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 injury first of all i was super technical so i always thought I had an advantage for uh, uh, compared to other players. And also mentally I was a bit more mature, but that's play my weakness later on because I thought I don't need to work on my skills and my talent. I feel everything was uh, already on me. So sometimes I didn't sleep well. I didn't eat well. I didn't pay attention on small details. Maybe who could affect my, my, now my health. And I understand this now. Mm, it's not necessary, it will be a measure of things if I was doing it at that time, At that time, but maybe it could play if I, my mental, I was maybe a player who was not that ability to do skills and, you know, dribble people. I will think, okay, if I really want to play, I need to put on the work. So put every advantage on my side, maybe so, but it's like that. You know, I think I was the type of player who was good at, with the ball, understand the game. I, it's it's funny but i was not the one who will dribble everybody i was really, really? play, yeah hmm. i was really play uh, you know simple and you know i was playing this 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 style of, of football but i knew how to to dribble but i never reuse it because the coach i got in trois was against that so for four years it was like almost impossible to to dribble so yeah i i i think i could have a career not maybe being a Ronaldinho or something like that but i think it's mentally. If you put me in the best condition with uh, the best moment, I can I can really perform well, and that's what freestyle did for me. Because you know, when you're on the stage, you are a world champion. People announce you in a certain way. You know, you can basically impress everybody. And and I realize now, you know, when I was doing I'm doing shows and stuff like that, and I'm in front of people, there is a certain way people see me who put me in a certain state of flow where I will perform for for really, really nice. Even though I have pain or I'm injured or I'm not in the best shape of my life, I will always perform good because people see me as a superhero and it was not the case as football. So I will tell you like if, if I had the same character, the same image as I am now in football, yeah, I'm sure I can add the, a great career. But it's not the case because sure. you have to build this character. And that's all the whole game in football.
2: Yeah, true. Even uh, I did some digging at your time at Augsure. You were, I think, two years younger uh, than Philippe Mexis and Gibril, C- uh, Gibril Cissé, who was there at the same time. Legendary manager for over 40 years, Guirou. I hope I said that with a nice yeah, French, French accent. Mm-hmm. Um, he he. I saw some comments from him and he referred to you specifically as a very technical player. So that aligns with what you were saying. Um, who were your biggest influences with with regards to freestyle specifically? Was there anyone that you looked at? Like, who was your reference points? Uh,
0: I will not have one guy, but I, I just understand how the movement start and how it, where it could, be. Uh, there is one guy called Sofia Tuzani, yes. you guys mm-hmm. might know him. He put the first freestyle video on the internet. He was not the first freestyler actually or the best guy, but he was the one who first put the video and with the music and the style he got and the fact he was doing different type of technique like air move and ground move, um, it's showcased a lot of what could be done and how people consume that type of content and that type of skills. And I understand really quickly what was the reality of that skills. It's not really something you, you are born with. It's like something you work on, you know? And so people thought, okay, this guy, it's is uh, is really talented, and I thought, no, okay, I can do that. I just need to train and put it on a video, and that will impress a certain type of people. Okay, that's easy. Then when I went to Paris and I, I start to understand people who was doing street football, uh, street uh, show performance, dancer, artist, and stuff like that, I thought, okay, I can use my football skill ability, and instead of performing only on internet, I will perform on the street and win money. So I was doing busking, basically, you know, I was yep. performing. And that was the best school for me because from the shy guy of Sans, I transferred to a guy who was able to attract a large amount of people in front of me and by just doing throwing jokes and stuff like that. And I realized also your, um, your package with the skit is not important. What is important is how you build the storytelling with the people who watch you. Yep. And that was more important than the skills. And I learned that in the street and that all together become my character. My name is Arnaud. I'm not even like a, a, you know, Cian. It's not. It's a fake name. People first time they see me freestyle, they call me Sean Paul because I had the bread. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I could. I took this Sean name and I transformed to Cian. Ah, okay. And okay. for like one month, they thought I was a Brazilian guy who doesn't speak French and stuff like that. Sure. Because I was so shy, you know. First time I go on the stage, I didn't want to go on the stage. My friend told me, "Oh, you have to do that, you know." Then. You know I, I understand how to build a character and how to build like a kind of superhero where you can put this superhero everywhere without taking any risk and be ashamed of
2: anything sure yeah yeah absolutely i can i can see that with Seyan, obviously the confidence that freestyle gives you building that character when you talk about the busking um I, i'll touch on it a little bit more later but um during my teenage years not to make any comparisons at all but um, not many people know that freestyle football was a, a big part of my identity. Um, obviously, with the movement and the whole, you know, um, growth of YouTube at the time, like you, I was. You did freestyle. I tried. I I've obviously no, cool. I don't claim. Plan- tell me what you think about these. Let's see it. Let's, let's see it. it. Uh, <laughs> no, Josh doesn't know I've taken <laughs> Are these. Are these pictures or videos? <clears throat> no, pictures. Okay. So this is Josh. This is ten years ago. I don't know if the oh, camera is nice. prepared for this. Nice. Yeah. Like you you did did Josh freestyle. doesn't know what's coming. Yeah. Like,
0: look like you're trying something. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs>
2: has it changed? Yeah, it's changed. I don't know why we're showing this, by the way. Yeah, so we've got Josh. Uh, what, okay. Right, is so this is this is probably, I don't know, 18, 19, or older, maybe much older. But yeah. what I was going to touch on, I used to make home videos of freestyle videos, put it to... What are you doing? I Wh- can't believe you it. Which year was it? So uh, it was, I, I'd say around 2006. And the reason why that I'm going to say 2006. One. The reason I say 2006 is because I had a couple of DVDs, and I'm going to touch on... There was one called The Urban Freestyler. And with there the was Billy with Billy Wingrove, Paul Wood, and uh, Gabeshi and um, uh, so, so many other ones. And also there was one called "In the Hands of the Gods," yeah. which was, was with Jeremy Lynch and Paul Wood again. And I was just going to touch on because it's really interesting to hear that you used your superpowers for you know busking initially, and and created that persona, and that confidence, and that aura that people related to. And um but yeah, you know there were other freestylers at that time. In In the Hands of the God, it was Jeremy Lynch plus four other people who used their superpowers, to make money, to basically afford to get from the UK through America, to get to Buenos Aires in uh, in Argentina to see Diego Maradona, their hero. So, yeah, it's just interesting how far your skills can take you um, and the influence and the power that, you know, you can resonate with the people.
0: Yeah, because like the thing is, when I was kids, my dream was to be a professional football player. That was my, my dream. But at the end of the day, I understand my dream was not that. My dream was to, or what I like to do instead of my dream, was to connect with people. That's what I like the most. But I was not able to connect with people outside of the fact to have a ball. So the only way to connect with people with the ball is to play football. But when I understand you you are not, or obligated to play on that pitch, you can take the ball, go outside of the pitch, and become a skiller in different situations. I can actually connect with people w- with the ball, but in different places, so in the street, you know, in the stage and everything. Then that took me the take me the time to learn how to speak and everything, and now I can connect with you in the podcast. Did right. you speak what English I'm at the time? No, not at all. This is sure. what I'm doing now, even like I, now I'm, I'm realizing in a way, it was impossible to think, you know, I'm speaking in English for French people. It's, it's something weird. You don't know that, but <laughs> <Sure>. yes, <laughs> super weird. We don't speak English at fr- in France. To be honest, we don't have this education. You go in France and you ask her uh, something, you know, they will not. That's exactly what
2: Sanya said as well. Like how things like uh, it, it was hot or it's cold. The thing that they can only take you so far. So yeah, I appreciate, appreciate that.
0: Yeah, we try. I, I really wish we can all speak French as the main language, but yeah. you guys <laughs> took on. So, but yeah. And uh, now my, yeah, my, what I realized is like I, what I want is to connect with people and the tools, the tool that I was using is the ball. And, you know, I just come back to this story where I was playing in front of my father in the house, you know, and I was impressing all my family with my trick without knowing it was not football. It was actually doing a skills with a, an object, you know, and uh, that was my first way to express. So now, maybe 20 years after, I use the same way to express in a different environment. And, uh, you know, that's was creating the same effect I like to have
2: when I was a kid. Sure. What really impresses me is that obviously you've had that development with the ball and the skills and, and the technical side of things, but you also spent a large, you know, a lot of energy on developing yourself as a person to be able to get your name out there to get noticed as well. So, what impact has social media had on you know your growth throughout the journey?
0: Okay, so to make a bit historical, it's a bit long, but it's important to understand the process. From two thousand six to two thousand eight, I learned to build that character. So 2006 was the really the era of like freestyle yeah. start from the you know your garden to the video and stuff like that. So I learned all my thing on the street. Then Red Bull came, you know, in France they opened like a, an office and they offer me to represent France in Brazil for the World Championship. Um, I've been in the freestyle community for like two three years and I start to my name start to raise in a way. So it was perfect. I arrived in Brazil. And in Brazil, there were like 44 players from different countries. And we had to like make a battle. So it's three minutes to play one ball. Every 30 seconds, we have to pass the ball. You have 30 seconds to make the tricks and you pass the ball back. But if you see where we perform, it was on the stage with a DJ and the judge. This is the configuration of a Red Bull BC1, which is a dance competition. But the other freestylers, they were football skiller. So in their mind, they still... Uh, in the football chart, in the football field and doing like some football tricks. But it's a totally different game. We are playing on the stage. There is people watching you. There is a music. It's a performance. Yes so you have to integrate that but because i was playing on the street 24 hours i knew how to do that so that's why i won that uh, world championship and all the following competition like in street football or in freestyle i was always in the one who will win i won two times the world championship three times the french championship street football the same i was winning a lot of competition but i thought the sport was too niche it was impossible To make a living out of that so i was thinking what would be the way to make something else so i start to uh, to know okay what people like to see it's the pana they like to see the nutmeg you know at that time pana was something really big in holland and belgium but not in the world you know people still understand nutmeg is just like something you do by by the moment which is really pana is a science where I can tell you in one second in how long it will take me to not make you basically so um, I understand if I do a not make okay on the football player with people watching that will create a sort of buzz so we understand this uh, this element I was trying to combine all of together I signed for Red Bull and at that time in 2011 Red uh, Neymar signed for Red Bull as well so I create my way to go to Brazil to meet Neymar in a Red Bull event, and I, I was trying just to spend with you him uh, one or two minutes on the stage. I found the way to do it. Then uh, I had the chance to do the T-shirt tricks at that time when yes. I put the ball in the T-shirt. Mm. Then Neymar searched the ball everywhere. And my key thing is, I I bring a, a filmmaker with me at that time, which is super expensive. Like one through mm-hmm. a plane ticket in Brazil in 2011, bro. I broke my all my yeah, all. That's game. not cheap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, I filmed this moment, and I sent this video to every media in France. Then, for like two or three years, I start to have a lot of media coverage. But after a while, I understand the YouTube game because yeah. I didn't, uh, you know, those media coverage offer me other show, other opportunity because I was the guy who not make Neymar, who did all of these things. So I was continue to play against football player. But I understand also there is another game on the side. Like being a social influencer, right? Or content creator, I will say. And um, when I start to know some of the guy, like that one guy was uh, from England. His name was um, Str Skill School. I don't know if you know. Str so School, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the first one who like really introduced me the YouTube game, right? Uh, but when he told me about that i understand my youtube channel which was i created in 2006 was already in this way i already did all the playlists i was already doing that without putting like the monetization and the mind of a youtuber so i just like redirect my my cta or direct my editing skill in a certain way just to become more influencer and i was one of the first to do that so all my platform boomed you know because i knew if i was doing nutmeg in front of people and i create a certain excitement around that it will be basically will be a buzz every video
1: that's what i did. Yeah, i'm
2: sure so you can relate to that obviously with the youtube side of things
1: yeah i was gonna say that's probably what did the big transition for you because you have those special moments And then now you're getting it up on YouTube, you're getting it up on Instagram for everybody to see. So 100 percent, like once you start tapping into social media and it's crazy how fast things change in the last couple of years. Now you have TikTok coming up and it basically is like who can get up the most content most frequently and who can do it in the highest quality way. And then also that's where interesting things come into play, where it's not just the pandas, it's not just the freestyle, but you have to evolve the type of content you do. And that's why the next evolution of things is the urban fight ball.
0: Yeah. So basically, at the beginning, I was doing like CN versus, I was playing against this country. So in Brazil, sean versus Brazil. So it was easy on SEO to people to search football, Brazil, street football, to, yeah. to, to type of my video. But I realized if I was doing like a, a good country, many views. Uh, like less attractive name country, less views. So I was starting to around different types of subjects, doing like a tutorial, doing like, a, you know, vlogs, you know, I did basically every, every series of things possible. And um, after a while, I inspired a lot of generation in different ways. And I see now the new generation, what they're doing, they are good with the ball, super skillful. The guy we play with last time, the Belgium, you see, they are Very super good. Guy, good yeah. yeah. But what they have to do is they have to do, i don't know how to say that in english they have to fake their content in a way they have to do entertainment content but i feel it's not really what they want to do but they because they have no choice they have to create content who seems interesting and funny uh to stay relevant and collect numbers yeah that makes Mm -hmm. sense but i always do this pathway because i i did maybe 10 years of creating content in different platforms so i see the end the end result i see how the brand will react to to that in two, three, four, five years, how you have to build your ecosystem, your community. And because when you do with the ball, you do like a a visual performance and not the talking performance. I am talking about people who do skills, not people who like do educating football content. Yeah. Yeah. When I do not make, I'm not talking. So the video might be viral in India, in Brazil, in Portugal or something like that. Yeah. But the next content I will put is a tutorial, for example, in English. So most of the people who watch this first video, they will not relate to the second one because they don't speak in the same language as me. So it's a big problem when you do visual things. You need to be extra viral like Kaby You do visual things, but because yeah. it's extra viral, it's it becomes something else. So I thought there is not really a future to do like nutmeg or entertaining video. You need to build like a, a, a audience and you need to build something. And I don't want to come back to in a, a normal way to play football just to kind of monetize my work, you know, because I think I'm more credible as everything I build, the whole umpire I did, you know. So I was thinking I need to build a format where any talent who will be good with the ball and if he create content within in that format it can lead to a good opportunity so i because i start to create like the ufc of football called urban ball fight so basically i put together all the best part of football what you like to see you like to see goals you like to see dribble you like to see nutmeg you like to see uh, trash talk you like to see rivality. You like to see stamina. You want you you know football people. They don't like also to see freestyle as like mm, it's too much freestyle, so they don't take it serious. You know, sure. I'm yeah. sure last uh, so Sunday we organized like a small uh, urban ball fight uh, funny tournament. I bring different type of people, and I'm sure half of you guys were thinking, oh, it's gonna be a freestyle stuff, right? Yeah. So you come in and you think it's gonna be cool. You know, we will enjoy. It. But when you step on the pitch in that typical format you really need to have some it's really strong it's really hard you know you cannot play just like that otherwise you get smashed so it's basically one goalkeeper and two players facing each other and there's it's three minutes rounds so depend of if we do qualification like we did with multiple player or if you do only one game me versus you it's five rounds of three minutes and to score points, you need uh, to score goals. There is goal with one point. There is goal with two points. When you score a goal, you get the ball back. So it's uh, it's uh, uh, the defender needs to take the ball from you. If yeah. you really want to, to yeah. showcase, mm-hmm. you know, so it's push the guys to really press, you know, and there is like five official skills. So nutmeg, sombrero, how you say in English, when you put the ball one way and you take it to the other side, Elastico. No, you know, like you, I put the ball on your left side and me, I run on the right side. Oh, I don't oh, know the name, name for that. Just getting the ball around the guy. We it, don't really have a name for that. Uh, in French, we say grand pont. So okay. yeah. petit pont is the nutmeg, petit grand pont, pont is oh, the... Yeah. Ah, uh, around okay. the whole player. Yeah, yes. See. And uh, so there is another skill called searching for the ball. So if you you lose the contact with the ball with your yeah. eyes in a certain way, you, you concede one point. Okay. And how, break- how is that judged? How is that measured? So... In the official uh, form, it will be judge okay, or will be football player, influencer or like maybe official judge, and they will have like a uh, like a flag. So every time they see one of those skills, they raise the Ah, flag. If two judge out of three do it, it's the point is accepted. Sure. So and the last one is ankle breaker. So if I put you on the floor, basically nice, all these skills is one point. Then if you do one of those skills and you score a goal right after it's a KO. So it doesn't matter if okay. you win 3-0 versus me, if I do this, I will win the so game. So it
2: doesn't have to, the round doesn't have to last five minutes. If that move is done, then the round is so over. Yes.
0: Oh, okay, nice. So if you nutmeg in football, you de- you need to get the ball back. And if you score, it's even better,
2: you know, and yeah. everybody yeah. will watch this action. Because it adds more purpose to the skill. Yes. Yeah.
1: We had a couple KOs on the weekend. And that's one thing I really like about this sport is your legacy is on the line. Because it's not a team sport. It's kind of like 1v1, right? So It gives you that vibe of combat sports where you have to train. And when you're performing and you're going 1v1 against somebody else, like your legacy is kind of on the line. So it was interesting for me, too, going up against some of these futsal players, the freestylers, and you see the different types of skills they have. And you ask yourself, can I compete? Can I beat those guys? And it's really cool when you're on the pitch and you do certain skill moves and then you beat them. And what we talked about, too, is the whole drama and beef aspect of things. Once you start hosting events, people start really really tuning into things because it's kind of like UFC. You build up the hype for a fight, you do the trash talk, and then once the event comes everybody's kind of excited to see okay, who's yeah. the guy who's How did gonna you get on? It? I did pretty well, so I finished with four did, points. Wait, wait, I think wait, you said, you say that. Did yeah, yeah. You, did when he do well? He has, <laughs> the, he has the notes. Uh, so
0: basically, the way I do qualification, I don't do in the, uh, like a classical way, like knockout. Yeah. I do in the seven to smoke. So you have yeah. seven guys to smoke, right? So we right. are in li- line of eight players. One, uh, two players are playing. The winner stays. The next player on the line goes against okay. and stuff like that. More you win uh, game, more you collect points. And the two players at the end who get the most points go to the final. Nice. So that's the way we do it. And uh, so we collect four points, which is the best uh, score uh, outside of me. Really? Oh. Yes, yes. So I
1: was close to making the final then. Yes. You yes, yes, sound so yes. surprised. <laughs> <you>? <laughs> <laughs> well, next time we have to do a 1v1. Yeah. Because we didn't get to 1v1. Yeah,
0: because normally, I don't know why, but this time, like, the same player was winning against the same player so we didn't mix normally like uh, every two games there is a new guy so it's mixed more but this time we didn't add the chance to play against. What
2: i like is obviously it sounds like there's huge rivalries that can be formed but it's the intensity of it as well because typically in the past with these kind of battles it's more of a show one person will do all the skills and one person watches but you have the that incentive as a defender to press because you have to win the ball to get your points so, um, yeah, that's really interesting. I think, yeah, next time you have it down, if you have a little 1v1 battle, we'll get that yeah. recorded for sure.
1: Yeah, we'll have to get you guys down too. For oh, he's
2: the next best uh, uh, world freestyler. <laughs> I not okay, believe yeah. you brought out those pictures. Actually, this
0: format is not for a freestyler. It's for Beca- everybody. Sure. Because for freestyle, freestyle is like when you have to do skill with the ball without any uh, opponent. I Sorry. think
1: it's actually the most difficult for a freestyler because for a freestyler, everything's usually in the air. Yes. But this one here, it's all about who can there's,
0: there's the a purpose skill to it there's, to a, there's it an opponent right. yeah. who can score goals yes you need to score goals you see how many nutmeg i did zero but i score so many goals
1: some good ones too yes
2: a little bit so, I, what, I, so I, what was <laughs> your go-to skill to get the points
0: it's a, like for me it's like a mma yeah, MMA. It's really tactical. It's n- it's really like a game where you have to understand how your defender and your guys in front of you. So I was playing uh, uh, all all the time against freestylers. So they know my panna ability. They know my skills, and they can read me. So there is no point for me to do spanner against those guys. Yeah. So what they don't are good at is to run after the ball. So every time I was pushing the ball, they were surprised. You so create that <coughs> space, and then you shot. It was a goal it. right away. But if I was playing against you i will mix a little bit bo- uh, more you're gonna not make me it <laughs> depends on <of> your ability <laughs> to take the ball Just say because yes. <laughs> i see you are pretty fast <clears throat> yeah and most probably you will take the ball with your right foot you will be a, a different like a on trick, an angle. Uh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. angle so you will be like that so for this typical position i already have five or six skills ready for this thing yeah. and you will depend on which distance or which reason you will take the ball based on that i will know at one point, I need to do these skills, yeah. but I will not throw the card directly. I will, mm. I will go left and right. Yeah, I will try to draw you in. I will see which distance you're going.
1: <clears throat>
2: yeah. I think people underestimate how how much science there is behind it. You you referred to it before, um, especially with the panner competitions and that whole wave that took over, like Belgium and Holland, for example. But even when I watch people who panner in the street, for example, there's times where I don't see spaces between people's legs, and you know they just. Judge the movement, the space, it. as anticipated, but that must, you know, how much work goes into that and understanding the the, the anatomy and the body movements. And like you said, you, you're looking at uh, Sahel, for example, and you're understanding, all right, how much pressure he's putting on this for, or when does he retreat? When does he press? You know, h- how much work do you think went into getting getting into that position? You, you
0: don't really measure as a work at the beginning. You just play one on one with a lot of people. Especially Pana, at that time we were playing like twenty four hours on the street. I was performing the freestyle show for like ten minutes. Then between the reset of the next one in like ten minutes. I was playing against random people like that. So it's basically like you 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 start to feel people. You know, and there is one panel, I don't know if you can put it in the video, but when I was putting the ball in my T-shirt, it was doing 360. And when the ball came out of the T-shirt, I knew at that time the guy will put his leg. But it's not like I knew, it's like I felt it. It was natural. Mm. It's, it's it's like that. An but an instinct, it, you, yeah. yes, you, you work, you work, you work till you, you feel it. But I think that's a human ability. We cannot really measure that, but we have a lot of sense. We cannot like really put name on it, but you, at
2: the end, we, we feel things. It's more emotional emotions for sure even touching on obviously social media and YouTube but one specific viral video I wanted to talk about is when you dressed up as abuelo memo for the collaboration with couple Mexican company 150 million plus views um that's when you dressed up as a older gentleman and you surprised people on the street and you did all your skills and scored some incredible goals what I wanted to ask what was that experience with the prosthetics like because I don't imagine you've done anything like that before and was the reaction of all the players as genuine as it seemed to be on video? So there
0: is the whole story behind that. So this video was created in basketball first. So I was not the one who created that video, to be honest. But I was doing already like prank video where I was dressing as different characters like Spiderman and stuff like that to, to prank people. Then uh, one day there is my phone ringing maybe 25 or 30 times by different type of people and my wife told me hey, you have to reply there is something w- weird it was 2 am in the morning so i start to reply to everybody by message but you know and i realized they all contact me for the same opportunity like these people want to reach you because they have something to offer you and they I call them say we cannot say you what is it but you have to fly to l.a tomorrow okay no problem i'm going to l.a then i realized i'm in competition to do this uh, video with football players oh, they, wow. they are aiming to have Messi." Neymar. Oh, really? And yes. beat them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, they wanted to have someone to do the stunt, you know? So we went to start the, you know, the makeup and everything. And I told them, you really want to see how it's look like. Just like dress me as anything. And we go in any court and we play against people, and you will see. So I don't know what was it. I think they put me at the dirt or something like that. Or I, I, I was recognizable, but at that time I was not that famous. So we go in a park and I start to play with people and I start to do the nutmeg and everything. Yeah. And I told them, you see, you don't even need to fake the video. It will take you like just ten minutes, and we can do it. And that's how I get the the main role in the video. And, uh, I think their negotiation with the player took so long and they had to shoot it in like two weeks time. So they didn't went further than that. And they say, okay, you're going to do the full things. But you see one year after Ronaldo did the kind of yes, the same yes. video, yeah. right? So it was also on the pipe to create those kind of content. Okay. Understood. So when I arrived, my main recommendation was let's film that as a real thing even though people know it's a shooting because you know they saw the camera and everything but they didn't know what was the purpose of the shooting and who i was so i said th- tell them to play a competitive game and just introduce me in the game and i just will play and i will try to make as much skills as possible then after we will reshoot some of the moments you want to have a better angle and stuff sure. like that yeah so in the video i think like 70 percent is fake but 30 percent is like the real moment. natural reaction but every single skills i put was a one i really did in life against people so it's not like I, i'm not able to put your pants down because i already do against people right sure. or i'm not able to not make you because i did many times so it's not like a fake video but for sure when you do a commercial you know angle and stuff like that i will do a skills on the other part of the court if the camera is not well placed it would not work right yeah. on video so
2: yeah in terms of like is there a limit to ha- the, the creativity of skills obviously there's the influence of dance and maybe break dance and other sports like basketball as well but is there a limit like how far can people go in terms of creating new skills or is there is it done no it's
0: never done it depends of the purpose and where you have to execute these skills for example If I have to do a skill on the stage and the stage is like just the distance of this table, this table will allow me to do a certain type of skill. So maybe I need to do stuff more controlled so maybe I can Instead of like putting the ball on the top of my head, I can maybe put it in sideways and here so I put, I can find a different angle. But if I do a show in a big football pitch with like uh, 80,000 people, if I do this little variation, you will not see it. Sure. So the creativity you need to put on is like how much things I can do, putting the ball in the air, maybe do a backflip and get the ball back with the side. I don't know, you know, there is many, many things. It depends, like what's the purpose you want to create the skills. If it fits for video, now the trend is vertical close the camera maybe a, a low angle with a wide you know so that's allowed you to create some skills you see the trend like where the people who are in dubai now the english guy the english influencer you know they do a lot of skills dribbling the guy and they follow you know the guys sure. also yeah. so that's the kind of things and you never think five years ago those kind of dribble were even possible right but because now is the trend and they they want to create skills with the purpose to creating content. But can you use these skills in the game? That's a different story because maybe you don't set up the move based on the defender, you know, space and stuff like yeah. that. And that's also the football audience, They sometimes not accepted this uh, type of things. You know, they will see these skills and they will say, Oh, but you cannot do that on this on the pitch which is normal but the purpose of creating these skills was not to put it on the pitch was yes to just do a beautiful video right so that's the whole aim of the one on one because the one on one for me is to like reset up everything you have one opponent in front of you you can kill him in any way and he will try to take the ball from you anyway so Let's see your ability and if we film, it will be close and enough viral for you. So, and you have a goal also, so you can finish your action.
2: One thing I wanted to bring up on it, and it brings it nicely because you talk about how certain skills are transferable. Um, and, you know, in the football society, maybe they they look down on freestyle skills and they say, oh, but you can't do it in, in real football. I found a quote that you actually said in an article some time back for, I think a, a futsal article. It, um, you said it's like a war. If you only have the uh, an air force, you won't win the war. You need soldiers, tanks, different weapons. In football, it's the same. If you can only control the ball with one foot, you only have one weapon. So it touches on nicely that um, Football is is more than just um, you know, it's more than just dribbling or more than passing. And, and like you said, even with freestyle, it's more than just doing keep you ups or around the world. You have pan and There's different different formats for it, like you said. Yeah,
0: but, uh, yeah. It's you have to be really strategic. And I will compare two different type of player you will have the guy who's really complete, but you don't know he's that complete. He's just showcase uh, a side of his game because he don't need to do more because what he's doing already on the pitch, it's enough for him to prove he's good to play as a pro level, but maybe in one time of his career, he will struggle, so he will be able to use another part of his game where he already mastered, but he didn't have to show it before. Right? Then there is another player Everything was made for him. Let's take Messi for example. You know, he's short, he's left-footed. He was considered as a technical, skilled guy when he was young. So everything was pushed for him in a way. He don't need to do certain thing on the field, but if he perform with this uh, crazy thing he can do, it's enough for him to be credible. So he's inverse. He didn't. He, he was not trying to be so complete. He was trying to master certain moment at. to be able to pull off at the right moment. But what he do? He don't defend. Why? Because he wants to keep the stamina. He wants to keep the, you know, the, you know, the, the flare and everything. So when he receives the ball, he master one, 200% what he's doing. So, but the guy will take the ball from him. He's already tired because he was running like 24 hours. So that's, that's a different way. And, but what he was clever at is like, he understand. I can do that because the club see me as a this type of player, maybe like uh, the goats, you know, so I can maybe put this card, but maybe the same type of player in a different environment will not be able to do it because the club don't consider his, his, himself, itself, you know, uh, yeah. as someone like
2: that. Yeah, I'd be interested in knowing who you think are the most skillful players in the professional game right now.
0: What's who, the purpose for what? Let,
2: let's say let's go Flair right now in terms of actual skill, Trying to beat uh, a man one v one. Okay, Neymar. Neymar.
0: Yeah, I would say Neymar is.
2: How high up your up your list? I'm a Newcastle United fan. So how high how high up your list is uh, Alan to maximum? I like it. I I think Uh, 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 (laughs) it's just. it's just, at the end of the day, it's the purpose of it. He can do all the tricks on the side, but is there an end product? What's the purpose of it? Yes, you
0: know? but I would say, Maxima, I definitely try to have him to play with me or like yeah. one of this one-on-one. He's on my target list for sure. Oh, because, really? <laughs> yes, because at the end of the day, I want to sign some of the player. Really, I want to pay them, make a contract for them to fight against another player. Let's say, imagine you have Adel Tarab versus Atem Benarfa that's, that's another Can one of my heroes it? yeah that would see a crazy game like tell me what will be your favorite game in one honestly
2: on one. you've just named them so if it's Alan Maxima and versus Hatton Ben as a Newcastle fan if I'd you bring love them out here that. we'll pay whatever it costs really <laughs> <laughs> be, oh listen <laughs> we're, uh, we're huge fans but also we'll get election. him to pay <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, adult to rapt is a, uh, people underestimate him he went under the radar but what he did for um, Q- QPR. QPR at the time He did some phenomenal things. Yeah, it's Uh, crazy. I was going to say, it kind of relates to your question, actually, but just touching on FIFA, the game, FIFA 23 now, where um, I was going to ask a question. Let's say all of the skill ratings of all time were readjusted, right? And only one person in all time could be given a five-star skill rating. Maradona. Okay. Maradona or Zidane. Maradona or Zidane. What about Ronaldinho?
0: Yes, but with the evolution of themselves in the time. Yeah. You know and now it's it's coming you know after their prime i can see you know who who has the who was more variety and i would say maradona is beyond you think every, he's the top he's yes, the guy. yes
1: yes yes yeah. that's mm.
2: so funny because one of my final questions that i want to put toward uh, to you was because like just to sorry sorry yeah, go, go yeah. i asked ronaldinho
0: to do a flip flap in in uh, a recent game i play with him and it took him like a couple of tries. Really? Really? Yes. Like the Elastico, the yes, right left? Yes,
1: yes, yes. Wow. You see? Because I've seen him do it in games. You see his highlights and it's so smooth.
2: You seem like every he time it. he does it, it pulls it off. But like you yeah. said, in reality, you know, if he does it, if he's asked to do it and it's not natural to him, exactly. it, it takes he two or three. You to
0: be in a certain flow state to do yeah. it. He's really the, uh, an artist guy who's like, wants to play when he wants to play. Mm. And, and yeah, well, I might
2: cool. know the answer to this already, but I can't believe it fell so nicely. So in their primes, would you rather play futsal with Pelé, have a panna battle with Zidane or a freestyle show with Maradona? Okay, freestyle show. I already did it in Ma- with Maradona. You did? Really? Yes. Um, uh, yeah,
0: I, I did like not really a show, but I, I, I had the chance to meet him. It was like a Pelé and Maradona in France for hublot before the 2016 euro cup and uh, same i found my way to go in this event <laughs> oh <my laughs> in <God>. a way <laughs> just to offer a performance uh, i did like some pana against the kid every time i was not making someone i get uh, one thousand dollars for the charity so they I attract the the players to watch that in a way take the mic then i start to do a freestyle show and I came at this moment watch it and i pass him the ball and he passed me back. I passed him the ball. He passed me back. Then I did something cool. And he,
2: that's he an just, incredible moment. And
0: yeah, it was like uh, for me one of my best moments in the, in the life. And what I did, I signed this ball by Pele and Maradona. And uh, yeah,
2: wow! Well, I, I don't. And you still have that?
0: I still have the ball, but I sold the NFT for an auction. Ah, okay, nice. Yes, yes. because
2: the guy said, "Oh, you can keep the ball." I said, "Okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. So it was. Sorry, you said a thousand dollars per panna. Yes. You should have done it against ben you'd be a millionaire yeah of true. six foot <laughs> two my legs are really long i can't coordinate with them <laughs>
0: but yeah i would say i would love to play what was the first thing futsal game with played? Pele, yes yes futsal game but i want to do one-on-one with all of the player i want to do urban ball fight against all of them at their prime that's yeah. that's what i want because futsal yeah, it's cool. I like it, but uh, it will depend on other players. It will depend on anything. Then freestyle. Yeah, it's cool. It's a show, but still it will not. It will impress for one or two minutes, but people will not relate too much to it. And uh, what was the other one? The panabattle. Pana. Battle. Pana Battle, I will win for sure Zidane. So it's not fair, I need to give him a chance, so, <laughs> <laughs> so he needs to have the goal. Yeah. If there is the goal, maybe
2: he will beat me, I think it's possible. Mm. So it's, it's Have you done that before? Because I think you're, you've got some business relations with Zidane or you have done in the past. Yeah, not? I did some uh, games, I,
0: I found also the way to play against him. And, uh, yeah, it w- he was the one I didn't netmeg uh, Zidane because he was- Out cl- of respect or because- No, he was losing ah. his leg. Ah, every okay. time I arrived- he he, he He's he just hopping around. around. <laughs> he was doing like that. So there is no way for me to netmeg him. But back then I really, I was really like into the nutmeg. Oh, I wanted mm. to clash every footballer because I understand if I was not doing this kind of attitude, I would be nobody, and what we say at the beginning, like, "Oh, you are the most known freestyler." It's not. I want to be the this guy. I don't care about fe- being famous. It's just to be credible. Now I'm 38 years old, so it took me like 15 years, or like let's say, yeah, almost 15 years, to be at that level yeah. of uh, recognition. And it's just because of marketing. And the only way to do it is sometimes to go beyond the limit, which is like. You have to better. take your opportunities. Like I yes. said,
2: try and get to Maradona, try and get to Pelé and yes. these kind of things as well. Yes. That's amazing.
1: Here's a fun question. You against Neymar, 1v1, Urban fight ball. who wins? Uh, now, now me, but, uh, if he trained for two months,
0: he will beat me. You think? Yes. If he trained for this sports two months, yeah. he will beat me because after three minutes, he will be tired. You see how tired is this is yeah, yeah. good.
1: It gets your cardio going.
0: Yes. And even if you play and you are really fit, you train every day. And but still you felt. Yeah. You felt the game, right? I can go on for ten rounds, three minutes, no problem. You know? So I think a player when he feels the to be tired, he will take it as oh, okay, it's a joke, then he will go down, you know, yeah, because yeah. he don't take this game seriously. But if we pay him and we say mm-hmm. you have to beat this guy and he play he trained for two months. True. He can beat me, yeah, for sure.
1: Any football player can beat me. And the cool thing is, like you said, if you lose focus for one second in that game, you do a quick move to the right, shoot, it's a goal. It's a goal, it's yes. It's done.
0: And the other guy got the ball back, so you have to defend, and your mind starts, should I take it or should I wait? Yeah. And the time is running. So there's all this factor I put, like the pressure on the psychology side, just to have uh, the guys to do a reaction, then you can anticipate this reaction, then do the moves.
2: Ben,
1: you against Josh,
2: one v one. It's not Urban even a question. Ball. No, wins? Josh. Josh wins all day long. Did <laughs> that, you see those pictures? We should put those. Is pictures that an back. easy match? You think he easy takes match it? Yeah. Yeah? Football wise, I mean, yeah. no. In that format, I agree with him, and I'm glad you said it. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> that. But um, yeah, I mean, we grew up playing football. I, I, it's important to know we haven't played football at any good level. I mean, our opportunities in Dubai, growing up here, were very limited. So I think that's probably why. Freestyle football was so important to me at that time, just because it was another way um, that I could express myself and and yeah, just kind of differentiate myself from other people. I mean, I'm growing up with a twin brother, for example, and we're all like, you know, we're put in the same category for a lot of the time. So I thought, well, what could set me apart and what gave me confidence on the pitch when I did play real football? So, so yeah, um, yeah, I think one v one, I'd I'd kill him.
0: <laughs> and we, we, we come back to the the origin of football why it's so special and so famous is the most popular sport in the world is because like you couldn't really play football at the way you wanted to play with, but you took the ball to stay relevant within the people around you for with sure. that element. And and that's what is football for me. If you are good with the ball in Africa, in the middle of anywhere the the boss of the village will come and say okay this is our village and this is the best guy in football they will not say that for all different sports it's because this object has a really social power and that's why it's the most popular sport in the world but my mission is to create this uh, new sport urban ball fight to give the platform for all the players who don't have the abilities and the opportunities to express in the 11th side. and if you see now there is a huge uh, switch in the attention of the audience. You know, they, they want to consume game in a different way. They watch vertical content. Um, they watch uh, game on mainly highlight. Highlight is like three to eight minutes. Uh, if you see also the biggest Instagram account is Ronaldo. The second one is Messi, it's not Manchester United, not Real Madrid. Yeah. So that's mean like people like to follow the individual rather than the team. And also, if you remember, um the World Cup final was two billion views, you know? But Ronaldo when he signed for Al Nasser was three billion views accumulate. So what does it mean? People like to watch the individual and their news around. So if you do like Messi versus Ronaldo one on one, it's gonna <laughs> be a biggest sport event than the World Cup, Ever. Uh, I bet and it's gonna be the biggest one. So that's my take, I go to them, that's my, 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 my goal. I want to go to Ronaldo and Messi and tell them when they retired, okay, listen, you broke all the record, but you don't have this record, the biggest sport event in their history. Let's make it happen. But what I did, I already built the whole format of the one-on-one. So they will not create their own event because I already built the creativity of what the one-on-one should be. So that's my main
2: target to have those players to create this thing. How long do you think something like that could take yeah, what, what timeline have you associated with that end goal?
0: Ah, as soon as they retired, I would go to them. I already, like, I'm I'm, I'm creating the pathway at the moment. That's what I'm where doing. Would, where and would just be? by saying it, I just do... P- Speak visual- it into yes, existence. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yes like that. Where, where, where would be your dream scenario for that location-wise? Where, where would you want that to happen?
0: Mm, no, nah, this Portuguese, Argentinian. Yeah, whatever it makes sense, maybe in Spain. Because we can make Madrid versus Barcelona True, back then. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, maybe. But now, Ronaldo is big here in the region. Maybe Messi will make a move in the region. So maybe he will yeah. be around. We should do
2: it on the heli of Berger Al Arab or something
0: Also, like in that. Dubai,
1: no problem. Yeah. Visit Dubai if you, uh, if you want to put the
0: check, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure.
1: Who do you think wins that match, by the way?
0: At the moment, Ronaldo. At the moment. But same. Like, mm. the way I want to present is like, if you go to two guys to fight against each other, at the moment maybe you, the big, the best will win. Yeah. But if they train two months, it will be done to how they train, how they analyze their opponent, how they will build the strategy around the game. So and that's the whole beauty because the press conference will be make it will make all this Great storytelling hype. and everything about that yeah. and they will train for that reason. It will not yeah. just like having Messi and, uh, and Ronaldo playing now. It, you may you have to make them prepare for this event, and Messi will maybe change his game or defend in a different way. Or think about it, just think about it, you know. But at the moment, I think Ronaldo is has more skills and you know abilities. is stronger, you know. He's uh, he can do like short dribble, but also he, I think he has the body more ready for playing against sure.
2: Messi. But we never know. Do you think there's there's too much on the line for either of those two? Do you think? Obviously, I pray this happens, and I'm, I'm sure they're watching this now. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad you spoke into existence. But do you think, do you think it's too big for them? Do you think if they lose, that's it, and it's a pride thing, or what do you think?
0: Yeah, but we can always create a scenario. You know, it's not a problem. Yeah. You we know, can make a revenge.
2: I think all that's the, true. All the champions, you know, lose one day. It's like, like you said, like UFC and all these boxing fights that we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Everyone puts themselves into it as the favorite, you lose, you come back and you demand that rematch. I feel like Ronaldo would want that too. It builds the the storyline. So ultimately, you want that.
0: Yes, yes. And as soon as you have one of them calling out the other one, (laughs) he won already if the other one doesn't reply. So so I think, you know, Messi already won the World Cup, he won everything. But you see, he's still playing now. Mm -hmm. He should have stopped his career, you know. No, now he will play for PSG. Maybe he will lose the uh, Champions League, so people will start to talk. Ah, oh, Messi is not defending a lot. He should change the club. So sure. which club? You know, it will be always an ongoing point. discussion. So I don't think you lose anything. You know, only Zidane is almost the perfect carrier, I think. Yeah. Almost. You know. Uh, but you know, other than that, Mohamed Ali lose a fight. Exactly. But mm-hmm. Still, Mohamed Ali. We don't even think about it when we talk yeah, about that's him. A great point.
1: I think a great way to end this podcast is just to highlight the accessibility behind the urban fight ball that everybody can get involved no matter what skill level you're at, what financial situation you're at. And I know, Sien, we talked about you're going to be doing events locally in Dubai, all over the world. For anybody watching, listening, who wants to come out to an event, how would that work?
0: So just follow on my Instagram or TikTok, you know, Sien Freestyle or Urban Ball, uh, I don't know how to spell it uh, in English. Like urban ball, do I say it right? Yeah yeah, 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 okay. So yeah, so those those two pages will be the main one. Uh, we will try to create uh, as much uh, friendly tournament just for people to play the format. But my main goal in one year time is to build this app where you guys will be able to play uh, without any tournament, but you play together. With the same format, you film on the app, and the app will rank you automatically. Amazing. So that's the way. Because I want to decentralize football. Mm-hmm. When I go to Nigeria and I go on the bridge, I see 50 players training, and I ask them like, "Why are you training for?" I say, "I want to be a professional football player." But there is no way this guy will be a professional. You know, there is no club, there is no infrastructure, there is no agent. No pathway. Yeah. You know, but by playing the one-on-one, just need to film, and you know, if you do a crazy dribble and you put someone on You'll the floor. Noticed and you put your name and your brand out of it, that's really easy to be recognizable. And maybe that can influence some agent to take some one-on-one player into a football game, you know, and try them, you know? Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, make sure you guys check out CN Garnier. Make sure you check out Urban uh, Ball and go out to the events because I went out to the first practice one. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And hey, if you build up the skill one day, maybe you'll 1v1 against the man himself. So, Drop a like on this podcast if you enjoyed it. You can listen in on Apple, Spotify, watch us on YouTube. Let us know who you want to see next. Thank you for joining in. CN, thanks for coming Thank
0: on. You, today. For coming Thank on. you. Thank you. So, if you have to take one on one, someone call out now. Who is going to be?
1: If I go 1v1 against anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Call I'll, out. I'll go against Radea. Oh, Radea, bro. Radea. <laughs> let's go. You. 1v1. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Good. All right. Peace out.